Taking charge of your future starts with taking the first steps. And saving up to $30 a month on Cox Internet with the Affordable Connectivity Program makes those steps easy to take. Whether they bring you to click upload on your first short film or join now for an online book club. Applying is easy. See if you qualify at cox.com slash ACP. Non-transferable one per household application and eligibility decisions are made by the FCC. Hey, come on in, everybody. Listen, come on in, come on in, come on in. We're going to go live real quick uh, for a preview of tomorrow night's Wednesday Night Live Bible study at Harvard Search. As you can see, uh, this is going to be a drive-by preview uh, because uh, my schedule has just bled into one another today. And so uh, I am uh, I did not get an opportunity to make it in time uh, to be able to uh, be stable and stationary. But it's important to me to keep my word. So we're on here tonight. Come in. Let me know where you're watching from. I got TikTok live. I also got you live on Instagram. And uh, I want you to come in. Let me know where you are watching from. Let me know where you're watching from. Atlanta, Aurora, good to see you. Let me know where you are watching from. Over here on TikTok, make sure you let me know where you're watching from and share. Tampa, good to see you. Aurora, <clears throat> good to see you. Come on in, guys. Come on in. Come on in. Uh, Tampa, come on. We got a few from Tampa tonight. Savannah. Hey, Savannah. Good to see you. Come on in. Let me know where you are watching from. Says so swipe to view more comments. Okay, cool. Um, all right, come on in. Aurora, good to see you. So listen, guys, let me get you to share for a few moments. We're going to have a quick preview. Well, listen, I say quick, and then that Holy Ghost gets to speaking, and then it goes all the way up. Um, as you're coming in, uh, let me know where you're watching from. Shout out to those of you that have already used the badges. Y'all are already sewing tonight. We just got started. Um, LA in the house. Come on, LA. Good to see you. Panama City. Hello, hello, hello. Um, so listen, um, Ellington, Florida, Atlanta, Georgia. Good to see you. Speaking of Atlanta, let me say this. Can I get somebody to type this so that I can pin this? If you're in Atlanta, we're going to be in the Atlanta area. Friday night for an amazing Friday night fire. It's going to be incredible. This upcoming Friday night at 7 p.m. Um, Mountain Time, or excuse me, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. It's going to be amazing. I promise you, um, God's going to meet us there. It's our second interest service for the new location we're going to be doing in the area. And so we'd love for you to find out more about that. Here's what I need you to do. Text H-C-A-T-L. Text H-C-A-T-L to the phone number 877-552-4746. TikTok, where y'all at? Chat with me. Talk to me. Talk to me as you're coming in. So listen, we've been in this series at Harvest. Uh, that is called the sequel. <clears throat> the premise of this series, the sequel, is that God always wants your next to be better than your present and your previous. Y'all, thank you. That way y'all can get registered for that. Boom, 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 boom. Listen, you definitely want to make sure that you get registered for um, this upcoming Friday so we can make sure uh, we've got space for you in the building. You definitely want to make sure that you're able to do that. For those of you not in the Denver area, you will also be able, or excuse me, for those of you not in the Atlanta area, you will be able to get uh, the stream of that. All right. So listen, we've been in this series called The Sequel, where God always wants your next to be better than your present or your previous. Can I just get you to say this? I'm in my sequel. Type that on the screen. I'm in my sequel. And it is not an indictment on your present or your previous. It just means God wants your next to be better. How do we know that? Because the scripture says that he takes us from glory to glory, from faith to faith. Um, God always outdoes himself. He always wants your next to be better. 
He always wants you to improve. He always wants you to increase. He's a God that is into seeing you do well. And I don't know about you, but that excites me uh, because I'm not the only one that's rooting for my success. I'm not the only one that wants to see me do well. We serve a God that wants to see us do well. Is that not good news? Who could not love a God like that? And I began to teach you I began to teach you all throughout this series, and we're down to the last two messages of this series. The first of those messages is tomorrow night. The last of those messages is Friday night. So you've got to stay locked in. You've got to stay tuned in. Let me encourage you, if you don't have the Harvest Church mobile app, get it. How do you do that? You text the word HARVEST to 877-552-4746, and you can get our app, and, uh, and you'll be able to watch those last two messages. Now, in that, on Sunday, I taught you um, in the message, the second set, and we talked about a man named Moses. Moses' life is very interesting because God literally used Moses um, to do something that he had promised his people he was going to do uh, many years in advance. And I want to pause for the cause right here to remind you that our God is a promise keeper. Even if it seems delayed, if he made a promise, he's going to keep it. Can I get you to type that both on TikTok and on Instagram? He's a promise keeper. If there's a promise that God made, you can rest assured that's a promise that God is going to keep. Hey, TikTok, can y'all see me? Give me some thumbs up over here because I keep getting notices that there's a connection issue here. So give me a thumbs up if you can see me over there on TikTok. All right. Um, listen, he's a promise keeper. Um, even if it's delayed, even if it feels denied, he's a promise keeper. He told you you'd be the head and not the tail. He's a promise keeper. He told you he'd make all things work together for your good. He's a promise keeper. He told you that he would make your enemies your footstool. He's a promise keeper. He told you that all things would work together for your good. He is a promise keeper. I think we're not coming through strong on TikTok. Um, so that's okay. We'll come back. We'll get TikTok. We'll get TikTok. Um, but man, there's tons of y'all that have viewed it. So man, we're going to leave that thing going. He's a promise keeper, y'all. He's a promise keeper. And you need to know that because sometimes as you're going through and you're navigating through life, it's, you're going to feel like he's not a promise keeper. You're going to feel forgotten. You're going to feel like he's given up. You're going to feel like he's not there. You're going to feel like he doesn't care, but he is a promise keeper. He is so committed to the promises that he makes that he literally raised up somebody, somebody named Moses that he raised up. And Moses was interesting because Moses was a Hebrew um, in the land of Egypt. And Moses was literally released by his mother and father <clears throat> into the Nile River. And as he was released by his mother and father into the Nile River, the Bible says they did that by faith. Now, I want to stop right there and throw this point in there and throw this principle in there for everybody. Because Moses, as he's released into the Nile, the Bible says his parents had to release him by faith, which is an important principle. Because sometimes you may look back over your childhood, you may look back over your formative years, and you'll say, why didn't I have this? And why didn't I have this? And why was daddy there? Why was mama this? Why this? Why that? Why this? Why that? I need you to know that God is so into you that even your formative years were part of his plan. Even what you called rejection was really protection. Even what you looked at as abandonment was really assignment. 
That's important to understand because the Bible says they had to give up their son. And the Bible says in Hebrews 12 uh, that they did it by faith, which means by faith, his mother had to release him, knowing that I pray that he's in God's hand and something awesome happens. For some of you, the way you got released was toe up from the flow up. He says, you can't hear me or see me on TikTok. Uh Oh, that's crazy. Okay, thank you for communicating that. I don't know why you can't hear me or see me on TikTok, uh, but we're going to go. Thank you for communicating that. Uh, we will go ahead and get that uh, get that down there. All right, here we go. All right, listen, it was all part of the plan. Um, the way it happened was ratchet. The way it happened was a mess. But the Bible says that God used that as part of his plan. All right. Um, I love that. Someone says he didn't realize that until my mid-30s. Um, it may take you a while to realize that. Moses didn't recognize the power of it until he's 40, um, when literally he is sent, uh, from, <clears throat> sent from Egypt, uh, and he's an exile. He's on the run. He's a fugitive because he has murdered an Egyptian uh, because he had an anger problem. Moses never dealt with this anger. Now, let's dig deeper tonight in this message preview. Why did Moses have all of these issues with his anger? He had these issues with his anger because he was very insecure. And when you are very insecure, you will always have excessive emotions. I'm going to say it again. When you are insecure, you will always have excessive emotions. I'm going to say it a third time. When you are insecure... He will always have excessive emotions. Why is he insecure? Because of what I just taught you. He didn't recognize that the reason that he was released was because it was part of God's plan. So he would be raised in the palace and raised in an environment where he would know how to go in and out amongst the Pharaoh. See, if they didn't know who Moses was, when Moses would have come back and said, I want an audience with Pharaoh, they would have said, well, who the heck are you? You ain't going to come in here and just get an audience with the king. You're not going to come in here and just get an audience with the Pharaoh. No, but Moses had to be raised in the house of Pharaoh so that when he came back 40 years later, they would there would be people present that would recognize who he was. Y'all better hear me. The only reason Moses had access to the palace was because they knew who he was and for some of you there are things in your life that you didn't understand why you had to go through it why you had to be there why it had to happen but it was part of the plan romans 8 28 and we know that god makes all things work together for the good all things what does all things mean preview all things now listen as you navigate through this and guys do me a favor share use the triangle at the bottom to share it's a drive-by preview tonight. As I mentioned to you, my schedule just was just super, super full today. But it's important to me to keep my word, so there was no way I was going to miss preview with you tonight. And again, unfortunately, we should be on TikTok, but TikTok is giving me some type of connection error. So uh, for whatever reason, uh, we're not on TikTok. Um, but listen, uh, but I got my TikTok back. I'm just saying. Uh, Moses, he's got these insecurities because he's been abandoned. So because he's been abandoned, it makes him insecure. Not only has he been abandoned, but watch me, but he has a speech impediment. The Bible says that when Moses begins to speak, there's an impediment when he begins to speak. When things come out of his mouth, they don't come out properly. He's not a good person at speech. So what happens? Consequently, Moses makes up 
for his lack of ability in being speech uh, uh, to speak. He makes up for that lack of ability of being able to speak. He makes up for it in other ways. But here's what I want you to get. He's got abandonment issues. He's got an impediment. And all of these things make him insecure. And when you're insecure, you will have an overuse of your emotions. Your emotions, pay attention, guys. Please catch this because I haven't said this in any message. This is for y'all tonight. The emotions, the etymology of that word, the breakdown of that word, E means out of. Motion means change. When you're insecure, when things change, you use your emotion to try to gain security. I'm going to say it again. When you're insecure and things change, you use your emotion to try to gain security. You use your emotion to try to gain control. And consequently, what happens is that the truth is you never really had control. And the truth is, is you're not really in control now. The only place you're in control is in your head. So Moses gets angry. He kills this Egyptian. He's on the run. He's on the run. <clears throat> and as he's on the run, he spends 40 years tending to the sheep of a man named Jethro that becomes his father-in-law. Um, he meets his wife. Um, he, watch me. Uh, in exile, God begins to add to him. Um, he meets his wife and he learns this skill. He learns the skill of dealing with sheep. Because he's literally getting ready to become a shepherd to over 2 million sheep. God spent 40 years preparing him um, at age 80. Hear me. Because some of y'all keep saying, I'm too late. It's too, I'm too old. It's too late. Can I get you to speak this over yourself and type it on the screen? I'm right on time. It is not too late. And watch me. And you are not too old. You are right on time. You are right on time. Um, at 80, God sends him back. And at, I want you to just think of that. And at age 80, he's going in and fighting these battles as it relates to going back and forth with Pharaoh about seeing God's people let go. You are, look at me. You are not delayed. Watch me. You are not behind. You are right on time. Come on, speak this over yourself. You're in the right place at the right time in the right environment around the right people. And I know some of you may say, Bishop, it doesn't feel like that, but I need you to be like the Lord and call things that be not as though they were. You are in the right place at the right time with the right people in the right environment. Come on. You have the right skills. You have the right talent. You have the right ability. You have everything is right. Come on here, y'all. You've got to learn how to speak that. And so for 40 years, he prepares. At 80, he goes back to Egypt. The only way he's able to get access to Pharaoh is, and an audience with Pharaoh is because they knew who he was. Um, for some of you, watch me, there are certain things you've had to go through in life because you needed to be recognized. I can go deep here if I want to, and in fact, I want to, so we're going. The scripture records in the books of Corinthians that the Apostle Paul begins to talk about a man in the third person. And he says, I knew a man who was caught up into the third heaven. The third heaven is where God's throne is. He was caught up into the third heaven. Um, uh, uh, and he goes on to tell this story. You'll remember in the Bible, in the book of Acts, and the scripture says that 
um, there were these sons of Sceva. They were these Jewish exorcists. They were trying to exorcise these these evil spirits out of someone. Exorcise meaning not exorcise, exorcise to get them out of there, out of these individuals. And the Bible says this. The Bible says that those individuals that they said, we cast you out in the name of Jesus whom Paul preaches. In the name of Jesus whom Paul preaches. So so watch me. They said, we don't know this God for ourselves, but we cast you out in the name of Jesus whom this Paul preaches. And the Bible says that the evil spirit looked at them and said, Paul, we know. Jesus, we know. Who are you? Now, the question becomes, when were they introduced to Paul? And I've talked this before. The Bible says that Paul at one point was stoned and he was stoned to where it looked like he was totally dead. Well, because he did die. And when he died, he's caught up. Y'all better pay attention to the third heaven. While he's there, it is almost as if God takes him on a victory tour and a victory lap. And says, I want to introduce every spirit to Paul. And when Paul speaks, you will obey. When Paul says, get out, you will get out. When Paul says, stand up, you will stand up. I am giving Paul authority. And the Bible says that then life comes back into Paul. And so now as Paul is living, he now uh, has so much authority in the spirit that when Paul speaks to an evil spirit, those spirits have to obey. This is why the spirits in the sons that the sons of Sceva were trying to, bless you, man of God, that the sons of Sceva uh, were trying to cast out. This is why they say, Paul, we know, Jesus, we, when were they introduced to Paul? When Paul, watch me, was stoned to death. And he got back up. In other words, the Lord said, we will not even have you. You're not done yet. Watch me. For some of you, you've had near-death experiences. You've had crazy things happen. You have had things that you have been in places and gone through situations. And you look back and you're like, what is that? Can I tell you? Death would not have you because you are not done. I need at least five of y'all to type that on the screen. I am not done. Corona couldn't have you because you're not done. What she did was give you authority in the spirit. This is why whenever you face a health challenge, uh, uh, um, you will look at it and say, oh, no, 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 no. I've got authority. I'm 100 percent healthy. I'm 100 percent healed. There are things that you have gone through, things that you have done that were designed to give you a level of authority in the spirit, which means you can shut a witch down. Why? Because I've already conquered that, which means you can shut spiritual opposition down. I've already conquered that. You watch me. You are amazing. And you need to know that. So Moses had to be known by the people in Egypt because of the experience that he had so that when he showed up and said to them, let God's people go, let God's people go. They would have even given him access to the court of the Pharaoh. You fast forward and Moses begins to deal with these people who have been in 430 years of Egyptian bondage and slavery. Guys, I need y'all to share 430 years of Egyptian bondage and slavery and the danger of dealing with people who have been confined for so long is that you can bring them out of confinement, but sometimes it's difficult to bring the confinement out of them. Let me see if I can say it another way. You can bring somebody out of the hood 
but it may be difficult to get the hood out of them. You can bring somebody out of an abusive relationship, but it may be difficult to get the mentality of a victim out of them. Y'all not talking. So they are very contentious. They are very difficult to deal with. They, watch me. They are insecure. But guess who else is insecure? Moses. Come on. Why are they insecure? Because their entire lives, that generation Moses takes out everything they know, everything they know, <clears throat> everything they know is slavery. Everything they know is harsh. Everything they know is difficult. Everything they know are the Egyptians putting their foot on that net. Everything they know is drama. So they're difficult to deal with, but so is Moses. Moses is insecure. Moses has an anger issue, and so does who he leads. Listen, sometimes before you are quick to judge somebody else, check to see if they are a mirror. I'm going to say it again. Before you are quick to judge somebody else, check to see if they are a mirror. I'm going to say it a third time, y'all. We're doing a drive-by preview of tomorrow night's word. And I'm going to be honest with you, most of what I'm saying tonight, I've not said in Sunday's message and probably won't even be able to say in tomorrow night's message. You're getting it tonight on the preview. You're getting it tonight on the preview. Before you judge somebody else, check to see if they're a mirror. Because maybe who is really ticking you off is you. Because that person's behavior, <clears throat> that's how you look. Y'all getting quiet in this comments. Before you cuss somebody else out, check to see if that's a mirror. Before you get frustrated with somebody else, check to see if that's a mirror. Because perhaps what you're dealing with is a mirror. Perhaps what you're dealing with is you. Wow, right? Moses never did that. Children of Israel never did that. So 10 plagues, they finally come out. They come out, they go through the Red Sea. And as they go through the Red Sea, you know the miracle. The earth, or excuse me, the Red Sea opens. God sends a wind. He blows the wind back. They walk across on dry land. They see miracles. God drowns Pharaoh's army. He doesn't kill Pharaoh. If you read your Bible, the Bible says that Pharaoh was still alive. Why? God wanted them, him to see them win. And for some of you, look at me. This is for 10 of you on here tonight. God has done nothing to your enemy. Why? Because he wants them to see you win. He wants them to see you make it. He has done nothing to who lied on you. You want to know why? He wants to, them to see you survive the lie. He has done nothing to the individual that took from you. Why? He wants them to see you survive it. He wants them to see you win. The Bible says that he killed Pharaoh's army. He drowned the army. But he left Pharaoh alive so Pharaoh could see. I've discovered that God likes leaving some enemies alive so they see you win. He'll deal with them later. He'll deal with them later. But for you, he wants he wants them he wants them to see you win. That's why he's done nothing. That's why he's said nothing. That's why there's been a, no opposition against them. The way and some of y'all, you mad right now? Who am I talking to right now? Were you mad? There's four of you on here, but you kind of mad, not kind of, you are mad because you're like, God, why haven't you done anything about this? 
Why haven't you done something about it? Why, why aren't you doing anything? It is because God says, I want them to see you win. I'll deal with them later. Right now, I'm giving them a front row seat to see you succeed. I'm giving them a front row seat to see you, watch me, have life after the breakup. I'm giving them a front row seat to see you have life after they said you weren't going to make it. Because for some, watch me, when they left, their intentions were that you would die. Their intentions were that you would no longer live. Their intentions, I heard this, were that you were going to have to come back to them. Who am I talking to? But God. All right? They cross over. And then, this is when it gets interesting. Because Sunday's message was called the second set. They begin to complain because they're insecure. And whenever you're insecure, you will always yearn. Listen! You will always yearn for the past. What do you mean? When you are insecure, you will always yearn for the past because you do not like the discomfort of the present. When you're insecure, you will always yearn for the past because the discomfort of the present, it stirs up your insecurities. You ready? The Bible says, every time they started dealing with something, they said, oh, that we would have stayed in Egypt. Oh, we should have stayed in Egypt. Had we stayed in Egypt, everything would have been fine. Had we stayed in Egypt, everything would have been good. Had we stayed in Egypt, this wouldn't have been that. Let us turn around and go back to Egypt. Are you nuts? You just crossed the whole Red Sea. You just got out of 430 years of bondage. And now you're talking about going back? I'll bust you in your head. Not literally. Up, let me go back to doing what I used to do. <clears throat> let me go back to the friends I used to have. Let me go back to the way I used to live. When you're insecure, you will always yearn for the past. And for some of you, that is an indication to you that you need to begin to cover your insecurities in prayer. Why? Because you're yearning for the past. Well, maybe I should have just gave another chance. Are you joking? How dare you pray to get out of an abusive relationship and then somehow think that you should have gave that abuser a second chance? Are you nuts? How dare you pray to get healed and then you get healed and then you're like, well, maybe I need to go back. How dare you pray that God gives you a man of God that's going to challenge you and speak life into you and then the moment your little feelings get hurt because of some issue with a person, y'all not saying nothing? I wish you would. They began to yearn for the past. When they began to yearn for the past, they began to complain. So insecurities make you yearn for the past. And then once you yearn for the past, you begin to complain. And then when you begin to complain, you begin to say things like, Oh, man, it was better back then. Oh, I wish I had this. Oh, I wish I had that. Oh, I wish I had this. Oh, I wish I had that. And they began to complain. One day they began to complain about water. And they began to say, All right, um... Moses, we don't have any water to drink. And, and now listen, y'all have seen all of these amazing things happen. Why are you worried about water? You literally just walked through two walls of water in the Red Sea. Don't you think he can provide it? Here's what the Bible doesn't say. Doesn't say they prayed for water. Come on. Doesn't say they fasted for water. I mean, heck, if you ain't got no water, go on a fast. It doesn't say that they 
asked Moses, let's come up with a plan to get some water. No, you know what it says? They began to complain against Moses. And you know what they began to do? Not only did they complain against Moses, the Bible says they began to complain against the Lord. They quarreled with the Lord. That's why the name of the waters in that place are called the waters of Meribah. Because Meribah in Hebrew means to quarrel, to fight. It's a heated disagreement. They start fighting with Moses. They start fighting with God. And this thing is crazy. And it gets so bad. You know what they say? They're going to stone Moses. Now, let's think about this. Moses is the only one. I want you to listen carefully. Moses brought you out of Egypt. Moses is walking with you through the wilderness. He's the only one with instructions on where the promised land is. He's the only one with instructions on your sequel. So, because you mad, because you're insecure because of this little moment, you want to hurt your help when the help is the only one that knows where you even going anyhow? I'm going to let that sit right there for a moment. This is going to be a quick preview tonight. Y'all, as you can tell, we're doing a drive-by preview tonight. My schedule is just so full today, I couldn't get stationary. But this was important to me. Never let somebody tell you they couldn't do something. When something's important to you, 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 you make it happen, even if you got to modify. Because doing nothing is not an option. You ready? You ready? <clears throat> they began to hurt their help. They began to hurt their... I've seen people do this, that when they get into tight spots in life, they'll begin to... Um, they'll begin to, to, to turn on, on their help. They'll turn on their pastor. They'll turn on their church. They'll turn on serving, which is what God and blessed in the first place. They'll turn on giving. They'll, they'll turn on, they'll, they will, they will turn on the very things that were bringing them results in the first place. And they began to quarrel. And so the Bible says that the Lord tells Moses, Moses, speak to this rock and tell water to come out. Moses is so angry with them. He says, here now, you rebels. And he takes his staff and he hits the rock twice. And the Bible says water begins to come out really quickly. But guess what, guys? God didn't say hit the rock. What did he do? Somebody tell me. I just told you. He said, speak to the rock. Moses, you got results, but you got those results in a wrong way. In other words, they got their water. But you lost your sequel. Because the Bible says, then the Lord says, hey, Moses and Aaron, because y'all disobeyed me, you are not going into the promised land. I gave you the water. Watch me. I gave you what you wanted now, but you can't have what you wanted most. Come on, y'all. If you don't talk to me tonight, I'm talking. I gave you what you wanted now, but you cannot have what you want the most. What you wanted most was to go in the promised land. I'm not giving you that. I still love you. But what you wanted most, you, you're not going into the promised land. I gave you what you wanted now. Don't exchange temporary results for permanent failure. I'll say that again. Don't exchange temporary results for permanent failure. Because literally, literally, literally the lord said you're not going in mm -mm. you got too angry moses you mishandled your anger but guess what let's back up there was a day they were hungry for food 
But you know what they did? They got insecure. You know what they did? They turned on Moses. You know what they did? They started talking trash. They complained. Moses, you brought us out here to kill us. You ever heard people say stuff? Um, you ever heard somebody accuse you of something? And when, when you just looked at what they accused you at, you were like, now tell me what sense that makes. Like you ever had somebody accuse you of using them, but they didn't have nothing that you could use? Wave at me like if you've ever had somebody accuse you of something that when you look at it, you're like, that doesn't even make sense. You trying to use me. You'd have to have something in order to be used. Um, you trying to control me. You have nothing to control. You ever had somebody accuse you of something that you trying to take my, take my, uh, take my friend. What? You know, just crazy stuff. Like, what are you talking about? That's what they did to Moses. They said to Moses, hey, hey, Moses, you brought us out here to kill us. That's what you want to do. So you brought us out with, with silver and gold and clothing. You brought us out overnight. You got us through the Red Sea. You did all of that. You did all of that because you were trying to kill us. Okay, sure, that, that's what's going on. That's what's going on. I'm, I'm trying to, that's what I'm trying to do. That's what I'm that's what I'm trying to do. That's what I'm trying to do. Oh, okay. That's what I'm doing. Right? And the Bible says that the Lord, what does he do? And the Lord sent down what's called manna. It was literally bread from heaven that every morning they woke up, that manna was on top of that grass. It's like the old song used to say, like the dew in the morning. Every morning they had bread. It was fine. The Bible says like coriander, so they could take it. They could make bread. They could make pasta. You know, they could do. They could do a whole lot of stuff with it. But literally, the Lord provided it every single day. But you know what? Moses got angry with them. But you know what? We could go further. Then they complained about meat. They said, "Watch me. We got white bread, but we ain't got no catfish. <laughs> we have bread now, but we have no meat." We have bread now, but we have no meat. We have bread now, but we have no meat. We have bread now, but we have no meat. And the Bible says that the Lord sent so much quail that the meat was coming out of their nostrils, coming out of their mouth. He said, you want something to eat? Eat all you get. And he made a bunch. They ate so much, it literally came out of their body. And they got angry. And it's easy for us to look at them and say, I can't believe them. But can I say this to you with all love and respect? But can he believe you? Can can he believe us? Because sometimes what we do is worse than what the children of Israel did. Because you are literally doing better now than you've ever done in your entire life. And yet there are times when we will say to the Lord, Lord, what's wrong? What's happening? I can't believe this. This is crazy. Why are you doing me like this? You don't love me. You're not there for me. And we will accuse him of stuff that makes him scratch his head and say, so that's what I'm doing? So when I woke you up this morning, that was my plan to torture you all day. Why not just kill you? I, I, he could just literally just say, die, and you, you're out of here. We are, uh, Watch me. Father, forgive us tonight for the times where we have complained. Forgive us for a complaining attitude. Forgive us for an ungrateful disposition. We ask that you forgive us tonight. If you know that you have acted just like the Hebrews tonight, I need you to type on the screen, Lord, forgive me. 
Lord, forgive me. And we all have. If I could type it myself, I'd be the first one to say, Lord, forgive me. Lord, forgive me. Forgive me. Forgive us. So what happens? Moses has all of these times where this anger is uncontrolled. Where this anger is uncontrollable. And he's up on the mountain receiving what we call the Ten Commandments from the Lord. If you want the truth, there was actually more than than ten commandments. There were ten primary commandments. But the Lord gave uh, Moses several instructions that Moses recorded. If you read your Bible, you'll discover that the Lord had given Moses lots of instructions about lots of different things. But there were ten of these primary commandments. And uh, in that, listen carefully, the Bible says Moses goes up and the Lord's like, hey, listen, these these Hebrews, they're a stiff-necked people. Hey, man, hey, Mo, let's start over, me and you. Let's begin again. Let's start over. And you know what Moses says? Lord, why are you getting so angry? He says, why does your wrath burn so hot? Here's what's funny about us is that often, watch me, when you're insecure, you are project, you project, excuse me. When you're insecure, you project. What does this mean? Whatever you are, you project it on other people. If you're a liar, you call everybody else a liar. If you're inefficient, you call everybody else inefficient. If you lack excellence, you say everybody else lacks excellence. You literally will project onto others and to God what you are. And that's what Moses did. <clears throat> Moses said, God, why are you getting so angry? And the Lord was like, what? What are you talking about? Moses, you the one with an anger problem. How dare you project you onto me? And that's what Moses did. The Lord says to Moses, fine, Moses. If you want to fight for these people, you can have those people. In essence, here's what he was saying. Moses, you decided to pick the people over me. And because you picked the people, good luck with that. Question, what have you picked over the Lord? What have you picked over the Lord? What have you picked over the Lord? Is it, you ready? Is it your spouse? Oh God, it's about to get real through here. Is it your children? Is it your job? Is it your sense of accomplishment? I don't need the Lord. I'm doing good. You wouldn't be doing good if it wasn't for the Lord. Some people have this very incorrect, inaccurate ideology that you only need God. You only need his church if you're struggling. But if you're not struggling, you don't need God. You don't need church. That's crazy. What have you picked over the Lord? The Lord, the Lord says to Moses, fine, you can have these people. I gave you a shot. I gave you a shot at a sequel. You picked them over me. So good luck, Moses. You pick, watch me. And here's what some of us say. Well, I love the Lord. And that's good. And we do need to love him. But guess what? God is into priorities. That's why Matthew 6.33 says things like this. Seek ye first. 
that's why in scripture you always saw things about first because god he's not just into you wanting him or loving him or needing him he's into the priority let me tell you how granular this gets for me this is just me this is just me um <clears throat> so it says jesus served the people right 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 um so listen for me it's granular to this level for me i will make sure um before i read any before i read any book before i read anything i make sure i do my daily bible reading because to me i don't even want it to be considered that i put something else before the lord period so i will not hear me i will not even read a book until i've done my daily bible reading. that's me that's me that's me that's me god is into the priority the tithe it's the first 10 percent. god says that's cute that you gave me that later but that that's not a tithe the tithe is the first 10 the god's into priority y'all better talk to me tonight every married lady or dating lady on here tonight you know it matters to you when something happens and fellas too, you know, you may, if you're dating or married, you know, you want that good morning text. Why? Because you want to know you are a priority. You're not interested in no text at no 130 talking about, ooh, I had a lot going on. You got, listen, they about to be met with attitude through the text. Because the priority matters. God is into priority. He is into the order in which you do something. He's not just a, oh, I love the Lord and, you know, child, I shorten. God says, no, I am the, he says he is to be first. You ready? We're about to wrap up. We got to wrap up. So what happens? Moses never deals with this anger issue. With the water, with the meat, <clears throat> with the bread. He never deals with this issue with the Egyptian. This anger issue is because he's insecure. It follows him all his life. Moses was when all of this is going down, Moses is approximately 100 years old because he dies at 120. It's approximately 100 years old, which means do not think there's so many, so much wisdom in this world. Don't think that because you're old, you're wise because you can be an old fool. Don't think that because you're young, you have forever because tomorrow is not promised. Tomorrow is not promised. Moses was approximately 100 years old when all of that happens. And the Bible says, listen, we're about to wrap this up. The Bible says, the Lord says, let's start over, Moses, me and you. Me and you. We'll start fresh. Moses says, no. Lord, you're acting too angry. Stop it. You're acting too angry. <clears throat> all right. God says, okay. Moses starts walking down the mountain. He hears a sound. I'm just doing techno because that's all I can do right now. Or EDM or whatever they call it. He hears music. He hears dancing. He hears partying. Moses says, I know they ain't down there. I know they are not down there partying. And they're partying. They've made themselves a new God. A calf. A calf of gold. They're acting a fool. Old King James says lasciviousness. They're acting a fool. Moses up there working. Moses is up there doing serious business. 
be careful when you have people around you that don't take the same thing serious that you do. Be careful when you have people around you that do not take things seriously as you do. Why? Because while, while you're working, they're dancing. In other words, they will always be doing the wrong thing at the wrong time. We got to wrap this up, y'all. What happens? Moses has the Ten Commandments in his hand. You know what he does? He throws them down. He breaks them. And if you read, he even makes the children of Israel, he makes them get on their, get on their knees and start, Moses gets really angry. You know what happens? Later on, that's the first set. The second set, the Lord says to Moses, Moses, you're going to do a new Ten Commandments, but this time I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. You know what's going to happen this time, Moses? You get the, you're going to have to cut them tablets yourself. I'll write the commandments because I'm, God says he's the Lord. This is, but you're going to have to chisel those out, chisel it out. And you have to do it by yourself. The first time, Moses threw the work of the Lord. The second time, the second time, Moses has to do it himself. Let me see if I can say it this way. <clears throat> the first time, God does the work for him. The second time, it's hard. It's difficult. It's tough. But here's what I love about it. But God still hadn't given up on him. I believe that God would have given Moses an opportunity to go into the promised land had Moses ever done something we never saw him do. You know what we never saw him do? We never saw him repent. We never saw Moses say, Father, forgive me for doing this. Forgive me for acting this way. Moses is the one who wrote the five first, first five books of the Bible. So I'm certain he would have recorded if he had repented, but he didn't record that he repented because the Bible doesn't ever say that he does. Because when you're insecure and you're overly emotional, you know what you also are? You're unapologetic. This is a whole word tonight. This is Tuesday night Bible study. Because I have said very little of this in the messages. You know what you are? You're unapologetic. You can get called out, but you never, ever apologize for anything. You never repent for anything. Nothing is your fault. Everything is the devil and your mama and your cousin and your uncle and your brother and your sister. And what happens? Moses never goes into the promised land. He never goes into the promised land. He never. And the Lord literally gave him an opportunity to do that. He gave him an opportunity. He gave him an opportunity. And then finally he just says, fine, you go up to Mount Pisgah. Look at the promised land. This is how you know that God was giving him an opportunity. Because he was like, go look at the promised land. Look at it. Why would he tell him to look at it? He was like, I want to give this to you, son. You have been faithful serving me for 119 years. I want you to go in. But you know what? But you're not. You're not. Because you won't repent. You won't apologize. You won't take any. You won't at all say, I could have done this better. Because you know what? When you're insecure, you're overly emotional, you're unapologetic. But you know what else? You, you're a blamer. Everything is everybody else's fault. So the re, why apologize? It's his fault. It's her fault. It's their fault. Why apologize? And look at me. And that's all God wanted. You know, no, that's the same thing. Come on, y'all. Man, I said this is going to be short, but this is getting good to me. That's the same thing God wanted from Adam. 
when he goes to Adam, <clears throat> what does Adam say? The woman you gave me is her fault. Man, why does he call? Come on here, y'all. Why does he call David, who is a liar, a whore, a, 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 a murderer, conspires to commit murder? Ratchet. Why does he call a liar? Why does he call that man a man after his own heart? Because that man, David, knew how to repent. I'm done tonight. I'm done. This has been a whole word tonight. Everybody, if you came in late or whatever, you need to really go back and, and do this. I'm so glad the Lord had my schedule the way he did so that I was not sitting down and having both cameras in front of me as I plan, even though this TikTok one is here and it's not working. I'm so glad my schedule worked the way that it did today. Because this is a whole word for somebody right there. Why is David called a man after God's own heart? Because David would screw up and do crazy, ratchet, murder the man. Had a man murdered. He put uh, uh, Uriah out on the front. It's murder. Why? Because David knew how to say, whoa, 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 father, forgive me. Look at me. He had to deal with the consequences of it. His first son with Bathsheba died. And David mourned. And the Lord said, nope, that's the penalty. You're going to have to deal with the consequences of it. But I'm not giving up on you. Everybody hear me tonight. That's God is not looking for your perfection. But he is absolutely looking for our repentance. And what is repent? Repent isn't just apologize. Repentance means I'll change. Lord, give me the grace to change. How many of us right now, this is open. This opened your eyes to something. Wave at me tonight. Tomorrow's night's message is called, It Won't Happen Again. Why? There are some things you don't want to see a sequel of. Moses should not have seen a sequel. Same thing happened with the water. Same thing happened with the bread. Same thing happened with the Ten Commandments. Same thing happened uh, 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 all these times with the quail. Same thing happened with the Egyptian. There are certain things you do not want to have a sequel of. Tomorrow night's message is called, It Won't Happen Again. There are two messages left, you all, in this series. The sequel. I want to encourage you, do not miss tomorrow night, 7 o'clock Mountain, 9 o'clock Eastern. If you're in Denver, meet me in the building. If you're not, watch on any of our digital campuses. And the last message for this series, the last message for this series is on Friday night in Atlanta, Georgia. For our second interest service, Friday night fire, I'm going to finish the service in a different city than I started. Let's finish the series, excuse me, in a different city than I started the series. It's going to be amazing. I do these previews so that you can share these in your story, share these on your page, let other people know about it, to get you excited about the word so other people get excited about the word. It's going to be amazing. Guys, I really encourage you to please go back and look at this. So much revelation flowed tonight. You got to do that. If this blessed you, you can sew. Use the badges or use the cash app, dollar sign, Bishop Foma with the number two. You can use PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, Givelify. <clears throat> All of that's available. That's um, um, that's uh, uh, the key email for all of that is hello at harvestchurch.church. Hello at harvestchurch.church. Amen. I'm telling you, I'm so excited. 
so excited uh, about what God's going to release um, in these last two messages. Two, biblical number of witness. I'm expecting a move of God tomorrow night. I'm expecting a move of God on Friday night. It's going to be amazing. All right. I love you guys. Uh, what's the number to sow? Great question. I want you to, tonight, um, I'm going to push you back to this. And I mentioned this um, in the beginning of this year, um, that two, two, the biblical number of witnesses, two messages left in the series. So something with a two. So something with the two, you can do $200, $20, $222, $252, whatever. Whatever you sow, put a two in it tonight, all right? Lastly, if you need to give your life to the Lord or become a Christian, I'm going to count to three. We got to move fast. I'm going to count to three. Do that hand with emoji or say it's me. If you need to become a Christian for the first time or recommit yourself to the Lord, you're not watching me by accident. I don't want to close this out. And I'm giving you that opportunity. Just do that hand wave emoji or say it's me, wherever you're at. Come on. You're right. We're going to end this month spiritual. We're going to end this month strong. And we're going to end this month with success. As we covered in prayer last night. You become a Christian, recommit yourself low, or be sure. Do that hand wave emoji. Just say it's me. Five, four, three. No guilt. No condemnation. No same. Two. No guilt. No condemnation. No same. One. Everybody just pray this prayer with me because somebody may watch it on the replay and respond. Somebody may respond even as we're praying. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth. I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to run this race in Jesus' name. Amen. If you just prayed that prayer for the first time, here's what I need you to do. Text the word decision to 877-552-4746. They're going to type it on the screen. When you send that text, we're going to shoot you a message that's going to help you make Christianity your lifestyle and not just the hobby. I love you guys. I got to get in here to this gym. That's where I'm sitting out. I got to go to the gym and get it in. And uh, I'm glad that we were able to spend this time together. I'm giving you a preview tomorrow night. I need you to share. I do the preview so that you can share. But tonight's preview, as you know, was really a whole word by itself. All right? If you were blessed, so... Use the cash app, dollar sign, Bishop Foreman with the number two, or use the um, um, badges in here, or PayPal, Vimozel, Gillify, all of that. Hello at Harvest And if you're already connected to Harvest, you can use text to give or another method to give. I love you all. Have an amazing night. Shalom. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.